we also expose ourselves to the content that we most identify with, right? Right. So if you are a glammy girl, your feed is going to be full of influencers that are glammy and they have, you know, like a four-step contouring program or something, you know. And if you're not a, not not that kind of girl, you probably follow influencers that maybe have really great uh, skincare hygiene and uh, very light applications and um, maybe work with more natural products. And the trouble that you start to run into with that is that if that's all you're exposed to and that's all you're willing to expose yourself to, then you have no idea walking into an appointment that your makeup artist has been exposed to all of it. And what natural means to a makeup artist is probably not what natural means to you, which is why I go back and say, one girl's drag queen makeup is another girl's natural makeup. Collective Questions, a wedding show, aims to answer all your who, what, when, where's, and why's about the wedding industry. Each episode aims to focus on a different aspect within the industry, such as photography, wedding planning, real-life couples, and behind the scenes. My name is Mackenzie Taylor, and I've been in the wedding industry for over 15 years as a professional wedding photographer. In 2017, I eloped in Red Rock Canyon in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I knew that others had to be interested in something as special and unique and beautiful as my wedding was. With that vision, I started Cactus Collective Weddings, and from there, we've branched out into other cities and other areas, focusing on scenic destination weddings. So on today's show, we have Amelia Cooper. She's been on the show before, but today we're going to talk a little bit more about what's beauty and what's beautiful to you. But first, I wanted Amelia to introduce herself. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Kenzie. Excited to be here today. My name is Amelia Cooper. I own Amelia and Co. Hair and Makeup. We are a five-star rated hair makeup agency here in fabulous Las Vegas. We've been around for about 10 years now. We just celebrated our 10-year anniversary, which we were super excited about. And I have been doing wedding hair and makeup since March of 2004. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. So I guess let's just talk about beauty and, and what makes things beautiful or people. That's such a great question. You know, it's one of those things that, especially with Instagram and Facetune and Pinterest, and reels and now there's TikTok and all these other things that we really have almost fetishized what we think an ideal standard of beauty is and it's 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 created a narrative that isn't actually very inclusive and I know that sounds kind of strange because to be fair we do have like these really great diverse beauty influencers you know I watched a video of a, a man recently who was missing all of his limbs, but he's a beauty boy, which meaning that like he loves to have like the full face makeup. And he did a spectacular makeup job on himself without without limbs. He has them. So we do have a really diverse amount of influencers right now. But at the same time, we have a tendency to gravitate to the things that we already are. So natural girls will have a tendency to follow um, maybe more nature-based influencers, maybe outdoorsy type things. Glam girls are probably going to be exposing themselves to really avant-garde stuff and high fashion stuff. And that's fine because there's something for everybody, right? But the problem happens is when 
everybody thinks that we're all watching the same thing. They think that we all see the same thing. And what we don't realize is that one girl's drag queen makeup is another girl's natural. And when we start to assume that our way is the only way of approaching something, we run into issues. So I had a great email um, today from a client. And uh, it was really ironic because I had just finished reading a review for this artist, like literally five minutes ago. Like I was reading this review that just came in. And it was a glowing five-star review of one of my artists. And they're like, oh my God, she was amazing. She did this beautiful glam look on me. I absolutely loved it. And five minutes later, I got an email from a completely different client that's saying, oh my God, it was absolutely terrible. It was too heavy. It was so much makeup. And it's like the perfect demonstration of one bride, uh, like things extremely natural and extremely light. And so having a full face of makeup for her would feel very uncomfortable. And the girl who loves the full glam, like I'm a full glam girl. I don't wear my makeup. My makeup wears me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I fall into more of that category. So if somebody puts light makeup on me, I would have the impression of, well, why did they even hire a professional makeup artist to do this? I could have done it myself. I could see that for sure. Yeah. So understanding that beauty is truly in the eye of the beholder and what we're exposed to and we, what we find beautiful, I think goes a long way to understanding that there isn't a necessary standard of beauty. And when it comes to booking hair and makeup for your big day, you need to be willing to communicate in layman's terms and not just make assumptions that this is the one way it's supposed to look and that's all there is. Because mm-hmm. in my world, it could go 10 different ways. Right. You could do a full-on zombie, you know? I can. I can do a full-on zombie. And I have for weddings. I remember back in, um, you, you'll probably get a kick out of this. So I remember back in 2013, 2012, 2013, uh, Pinterest was like starting to become a cool thing. And everyone was so excited about it. And they were pinning their wedding looks. And then also at the same time, Kim Kardashian was becoming a thing. And everyone wanted to be a And we kept having brides. There was like two and a half, three years where we, like every other bride, would show us a photo of Kim Kardashian and say, I want to look really natural just like this. <laughs> oh, that's great. And I remember, like, I had this look on my face. I was like, what? You know, I was like, natural? You show me a picture of Kim Kardashian? I don't think you know what that means. It's like the Princess Bride where you keep, keep saying an inconceivable. I would look at these two things and I was like, the words in your mouth, and that's the words, the pictures coming out of your phone, inconceivable. I don't know if you know what that means. And it took a while to like help brides understand that Kim K is not natural. She was wearing natural colors. But right. natural you know, colors, that's actually a perfect point. Yes, she might wear brown or something. Brown. <laughs> but she wears so much of it. Right, right. That's a super good point. I have never even thought about it because, yeah, you're you're so true. Just because she's not wearing purple, mm-hmm. does not make it natural. Right. Wow. I'm my mind just like totally exploded right now. <laughs> oh, girl, you should have been a makeup artist in 2012. Like that was it was really truly an issue. Like it, it got to the point where, you know, in, in the professional makeup artist community there, we were like, if I, if I see one more, one more freaking picture of Kim Kardashian, I get out to do natural makeup, I'm going to stab myself in the eye because we, we, we know that what clients looked at 
was a beautiful neutral space. They saw browns, they saw blacks, they saw peaches, they saw mobs on the lips or nude on the lips. And they didn't understand what they were actually asking us for because it was such a heavily contoured look. It was such a heavy eyeliner, which is layering foundation, right? So much, like just like start spackling people. For some people, they love that. I love that. I wear a full face. I bring on the spackle. But I never was under the impression that it was natural just because they use brown. Yep, I could see that. And so, you know, having really understanding um, for a makeup artist, half of our job, quite frankly, is saving clients from themselves because, you know, our natural brides, they would see this beautiful photo of Kim Kardashian and they it wouldn't have these vibrant colors or these bright colors or exotic, whatever. And they would ask for it. And it got to the point where we would just start asking people, well, how much makeup do you wear normally on a regular basis? And they would say very little. That's why I want this. And I said, if I give this to you, you're probably going to hate it. And what we started doing is saying, you know, let's start lighter because we can always add more, but it's so much harder to take it off than once it's on. So um, eventually we got to the point where brides kind of started to clue in and that's when her makeup artist started getting demos and that's when, you know, kids start doing like the tutorials and behind the scenes and they could see how much powder was literally baked into the skin to achieve those looks. And thankfully it was, it was short lived. They got over it, but it was, it was a strange time to be a makeup artist. I could, I could see that. I still think there's gotta be people that assume because I mean, you kind of like pinged me a little bit when you said the natural color thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're not having rainbow, rainbow eyeshadow doesn't, you know, just cause it's not rainbow eyeshadow, you know? Right. It could be. And I think, I think now with reels and tutorials and Instagram, more people know that. Yeah. You're so, so true. People are definitely showing a, a bit more behind the scenes in the, you know, makeup and, you know, and it's, it's quite entertaining to watch, but it's also really educating like, oh, this isn't how I look on a day-to-day basis either, you know, so kind of letting people in on that. Yeah, I think so. But, but then we also expose ourselves to the content that we most identify with, right? Right. So if you are a glammy girl, your feed is going to be full of influencers that are glammy and they have, you know, like a four-step contouring program or something, you know. And if you're not in, not not that kind of girl, you probably follow influencers that maybe have really great uh, skincare hygiene and uh, very light applications and uh, maybe work with more natural products. And the trouble that you start to run into with that is that if that's all you're exposed to, and that's all you're willing to expose yourself to, then you have no idea walking into an appointment that your makeup artist has been exposed to all of it. And what natural means to a makeup artist is probably not what natural means to you, which is why I go back and say, one girl's drag queen makeup is another girl's natural makeup. If I, you see me all the time, do I ever look like a drag queen to you? No. Okay. If I put the amount of makeup that I wear for myself on your face, you would probably yes. <laughs> I would be. <laughs> I would, um, you know, immediately uh, walk away and take it off, probably. But, but no, that's that's a super good point. I mean, we're like polar opposites in, when it comes to this. This is actually a great conversation 
um, just because we're like the, the end of the spectrum, you know? So, but, but it doesn't seem like you don't seem like too natural to me because this is your personality. This is how I know you as, and I don't think that you've ever seen me. You've seen me in like full makeup, but I don't think you've ever seen me in and go, like, you know, that look where you're like, right, right, oh, right. That's a little much even for you, Amelia. Like that's never happened because we're, we're really secure in our identity, which also like, it's one of the beautiful things about our friendship is that we, in some ways, we are complete opposites. And in some ways, we're basically twinsies. So I just think that understanding that there's not one standard, because when you start to think that there's one standard, if you don't get that standard, it's all of a sudden your makeup artist's fault. Right. Right. When that's not necessarily the narrative, the narrative is let's have a conversation. And this actually also applies to um, more traditional cultures. So in Las Vegas in particular, we see clients from all over the globe. Uh, we have, um, uh, we, we've done Hindu, uh, South Asian Indian Hindu ceremonies. And uh, we have done uh, Chinese ceremonies, which by the way, I have a great story of that. Um, I actually was at a wedding last week and the entire time we were getting ready, the girls were playing country music. And then all of a sudden they started talking about the tea ceremony which in um, traditional Chinese culture, they have, a, they have a tea ceremony prior to the actual wedding ceremony uh, with their elders of respect with their parents. And I just had this moment where I was, and I looked at the bride and I said, I don't think I've ever heard the word tea ceremony said to the soundtrack of country music. It was such a unique experience for me. Um, but it was cool. It was cool. These, these, this couple was so great. But anyways, going back to what I was saying, you know, depending on where you come from and depending on what the expectations of your ethnicity, your ethnicity, your nationality, your culture, beauty standards are going to change. So Korean style makeup is really, really big right now. Um, a lot of other uh, Asian cultures are wearing what is trending as Korean style makeup, which is completely different than the beauty. And they don't like to wear, they like to look young. That's their big thing is they like to look very young. They like perfect baby porcelain skin. They like big round eyes. You know, that's more of that Korean style makeup. Whereas if you go to the opposite side and you go over up into um, India, it's vibrant. It's like as vibrant as can possibly be. And it's lavish and there's so much of it. And if you took traditional Hindu South Asian Indian makeup and you put it on a Western American bride, she'd probably punch you in the face. Because all of our standards of, of beauty are completely different. And right, that's what right. makes us so great to live in. We have so much diversity and that's great. And I think that one of the gifts that we can all give ourselves as women is recognizing that there's no one right way to do beauty. And that means that we really need to communicate what we find beautiful. Because if we don't, your artist or whoever it is you hire, maybe what they find beautiful may not be the same. Right. That's super true. So kind of the moral of the story when it comes to makeup in for your wedding primarily is communication mm-hmm. and photos and photos, photos and communication. Um, because yeah, the, the language around it might be different for mm-hmm. different people too. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that's it. Br- bring photos. 
And if your makeup artist says, wow, that's a lot of makeup when you show her something you think is natural, believe her. Got it. Or him. Or him. <laughs> or them. Or them. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Amelia. I appreciate being on the show. And um, tell us how we can find more about you. Well, thank you for having me, McKinsey. Um, You can find us on our website, amelia-c.com. Uh, that's A-M-E-L-I-A hyphen the letter C.com. Or if you're on the ground, like most of us are, you can follow us at uh, Amelia C and Co. That's A-M-E-L-I-A, the letter C, A-N-D. CEO, Amelia C. on Instagram. We hope to see you there. All right. Thanks so much. Of course. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Bye.